This is the Purple Pillage with Neil Roberts and Leif Bakken. The Pillage starts now. And welcome to another edition of the Purple Pillage. I'm Leif Bakken with Neil Roberts. This episode brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports, located in Minot, Dickinson, and Williston. Neil, Vikings come up with a big win over the Buccaneers as we predicted. The rest of the league kind of a scramble, but let's talk about this game and uh, big highlights. A lot of great catches. I've seen a couple of big things for Diggs and Thielen as they are becoming this dynamic duo, I guess. Mm-hmm. You could say uh, across the league, we're seeing a great defense. Both defense and offensive lines doing a great job, and Case Keenum really stepping up as well. Yeah, and you said it, Leaf. Those receivers, they're getting a lot of national recognition all of a sudden as maybe the best combo in the league. I'm not sure if they're that yet, but they are both very good receivers, and they both run very good routes, and they both catch the ball real well. So they get separation, catch the ball, and help move the chains. And Case Keenum, what a difference a week makes. And you and I talked about, I'm not sure it was on air or off air last week, that you know some of that criticism that he got, I thought following the Pittsburgh game was really unfair that he had a solid preseason with the Vikings. He looked good in practices when we were down there as well. And it looked like he fit the part, and we saw that from him last week. So uh, when the Star Tribune reporter calls him out, you know, after that game and and says, you know, why do the Vikings not have Colin Kaepernick in uniform? Well, we found out why. You know, Case Keenum is, is a very capable backup quarterback. And now we've really got a discussion of, you know, where does this quarterback thing go? Because all of a sudden we see that Teddy Bridgewater is probably ready to go after the six-week pup list. Bradford's knees all of a sudden feeling better. Dr. Andrews uh, concurred that there is no... Uh, structural damage down there and everything looks clean we could have Bradford back uh, Keenum of course with his big quarterback rating last week and Teddy here all in the next uh, three weeks or so so uh, it's going to be interesting Plus, we have the uh, no quarterback we picked up from Denver, Sloter. So, all of a sudden, we have a plethora of options at quarterback. But back to this game, yeah, on offense and on defense, I thought that, you know, the safeties really had a good game for the Vikings in this one. Smith, uh, eight tackles, I believe. Zendejo with an interception and a couple other really big hits that Zendejo had. And Zendejo was a presence on the field last week that I haven't really seen from him before. I mean, he's in the right spot a lot, as Coach Zimmer likes to point out. But as far as, you know, several big physical plays in a game, Andrews and Dejo was really a presence last week. I saw a thing where people were saying they think Sandejo is one of the most underrated players mm-hmm. on this Viking squad, which I would agree with. He doesn't get mm-hmm. the credit that he deserves in a lot of cases. Another guy to not overlook is this rookie running back, Dalvin Cook, doing a nice job against the Bucks. He's unbelievable. And you hear like fantasy leagues and a lot of those national <laughs> prognosticators that just, they love the guy from the outset, but they really like what he's doing on the field. And the Vikings offensive line was a big question mark coming in. And maybe there's still a question mark to a degree, but these two home games, they've really blocked pretty well and I thought the holding call one of them on Easton last week was bogus and that can be argued back and forth but all in all I thought the offensive line played really well and that bodes well for a guy like Delvin Cook obviously going down the road. Another couple guys to mention here are Shamar Steven and Everson Griffin who had a couple of sacks as well. The defensive line is really getting in there and causing problems, and I hope to see that in the future. Yeah, you know, I heard some folks picking on Daniil Hunter a little bit, but, you know, Daniil Hunter's getting a lot more recognition than he did a year ago, and he's no longer under the radar. He is seeing a double team on occasion, a back being brought in, and teams 
want to know where Daniil Hunter is at, where he's lining up, how he's coming in. So he's no longer an afterthought, but he's really the focal point of a lot of schemes that are blocking and protecting the quarterback, which helps free up some other guys. So kudos to Daniil Hunter. He's playing hard, not getting the numbers maybe he wants, but he's still a presence out there, I feel. Well, let's talk about our Player of the Week brought to you by Four Bears Casino as Dustin Lynch will be performing live in their new event center on October 14th. Our Player of the Week, Neil, is going to be Case Keenum just because of the outstanding job he did at home against the Buccaneers. Quarterback rating 142.1. Bradford, when he was off the charts, his was a 143 that first week. So we could see about identical games and results for those two guys. And I think Keenum maybe actually had a stronger game, at least the offense did, because against the Saints, we started off a little bit slow. Mm -hmm. Then we caught fire and it was game over. Keenum came out gunslinging from the get-go and we were putting points on the board and we never really looked back in this one. And you could tell Tampa Bay felt a little defeated, although they stayed in the game for quite a while. Uh, but mm -hmm. you could tell they, they were always like a couple scores down, and they kept that cushion there, and they were able to put it away. And Keenum was a big reason why. And it's not often that Zimmer gives out game balls, but he gave one to Case Keenum. 25 for 33 on his passes and attempts, 369 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. The man did a great job this week. And they needed it. Coming off that Pittsburgh game leaf, we were really wondering – what are they going to do at quarterback? Where is this team going? Is this the start of one of those big skids that we saw last year? Mm -hmm. And in one week, they turn it around, and it's a 180 again. Dustin Lynch again performing October 14th at Four Bears Casino and Lodge. Check them out at fourbearscasino.com. Neil, now we look to an NFC North division rivalry. The Lions come to town. Vikings have it on their side hosting the game. But the Lions pretty strong, especially coming off of a strong game against Atlanta. That's the one game I went to last year, Leaf, at the new Vikings Stadium when the Lions knocked off the Vikings. Remember that one went overtime? Crater mm -hmm. took a long field goal to tie it, and I believe it was Golden Tate did the somersault into the end zone to end it. So the Vikings have to remember that game. Detroit's coming off a brutal loss last week. They're going to be tough, and their defense is fast. They have the best defensive line they've had that I can recall in years, and... It's going to be a heck of a matchup on Sunday. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Purple Pillage. Thanks to HBRB Construction for making this one possible. For your construction needs, contact HBRB Construction. For Neil Roberts, I'm Leif Bakken. And until next time, Pillage on!